everybody, welcome to The Point. It's me, Jeff Spikes, your host. Excited to be here. I'm sitting in Miami, had uh, had some client meetings this week here and uh, working with some individuals and uh, actually some new collaborative, new people to collaborate with. And it's been, a, been an interesting week, a lot of fun. Miami's such a wonderful place. We're having, they're having a heat wave here right now and it, it got hot. Uh, day before yesterday, it was gorgeous. And yesterday it got a little warm and today it is just blazing hot. Last night in the middle of the night, it got really hot. So hit the beach yesterday, uh, really far south on um, South Beach, as far south as I could be. And went out there at sunset and jumped myself out in that water and just, just let the ocean take away anything that was going on that I didn't want. So it was a good time. Uh, welcome to The Point. Welcome here with us. Um, it is really a great, um, it's really a great opportunity for me to be here and share. I really, and I'm, I'm really grateful. Thank you to everyone providing feedback. The personal conversations that this has brought up with people that have reached out to me have been uh, really, um, it kind of kind of mind opening, right? There's uh, with as far as perspective and understanding, and um, listening to um, hearing hearing how things have affected you. Um, I'm I'm still on the short term goal run here, um, and I by saying still, I mean I'm continuing on, and uh, I may wrap this in one session in one podcast right now. I may go ahead and wrap this, but here's here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about this value of now stacking wins, right? When we start using short-term goals, some of them are really simple and, and, and we can just immediately start stacking wins. And something really cool happened just now that um, I thought was interesting. And that's that I, we, were t we were talking about um, using the Designing Your Strengths process that we have in the ebook that starts with really discovering your passions. And we talked about if you're having short-term, if you have short-term goals, you have things that you want to accomplish, or you have an environment, a specific environment you're trying to improve or an area that you're trying to improve, and it's not necessarily related to one of your bigger passions, but you have short-term goals and you want to exercise your strengths in it. How do you do that? And I thought it was valuable because it, it brought the idea, brought the creativity and the idea up to consider what in the environment we're in is, are we impassioned about, right? So when we think about maybe it's in a specific company that we're working in or a or supporting or a business or our own business, there's something we're passionate about within that environment. Maybe it's a church environment or maybe it is a civic organization or a group of friends or your family. It's not necessarily that you're passionate about what you're trying to achieve. Well, here's the thing. The short-term goal process and the process of designing your strengths works whether you're passionate about what you're trying to achieve or not. I do talk a lot about how working with passion and what, what is what we're excited about, what fires us up because when we're excited about something, 
we are, it's easier, it's simpler, it's more effortless to move forward and try new things because, and then we gain momentum faster and we really move forward into a situation where we're just really feeling strong about whatever we're doing. So when, and that's great, but we don't have to be necessarily passionate. We can still look for gaining an understanding of what are we passionate about in that situation or what can or does excite us about that situation. And if it's, a, if it's an environment that we're not excited about, we could start looking for, well, what if we change that? What if that were not, you know, what if that were not true? What if we could find something to be excited about? Um, heck, if it's a job, uh, we could just be excited about the money you make and maybe, and, and possibly we could be excited about trying to have more fun or having a better time at what we're doing. Rather than, you know, if we're grinding through it, we could find other ways. But the point being, we don't need to be passionate about something to use a new technique or a new skill or aim ourselves specifically towards, a, towards an outcome. We can still follow the process to exercise our strengths. The reason it's in designing your strengths book is because if it's, because it is probably the richest ground, the ripest opportunity to move forward and gain momentum quickly. So in the science of motivation, in understanding how motivation really works and knowing that no one else can really motivate us long-term, right? We can, we can feel motivated by listening to a motivational speaker. We can get excited by an idea and um, feel motivated until that wears off. But how do we actually create internal motivation for ourselves on a consistent basis? Well, the, the, one of the best ways to do that is to start working on, on things that we're passionate about. Now, what happens there is as we start setting short-term goals, the shorter term the goal, the easier we stack wins. So when we think of, when we, when we have, again, we've already covered the importance of creating the safety net, which is this overarching, incredible goal that we have set that's bigger than we could imagine almost. And we really imagine and work towards thinking about what that is. And within that, we understand that there's standards and values that are gonna help us get there. And we set those. That gives us the safety to create, to start exercising short-term goals without it taking us off track. Because it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it could be that we could set short-term goals that take us in the wrong direction. If all of a sudden we want to, a short-term goal on a whim, we wanna do something that's not conducive to the bigger picture of what we're trying to achieve, that could be a problem. So it also could be minor enough that it's not a big deal, but it could be an issue. So we create the safety, we create the platform, we create the framework for what we want. Then we begin looking at, you know, when we set and we set our goals down and we get down to the daily behaviors and we start stacking wins. And when we're down into behaviors, we, you know, in uh, if you talk to a lot of if you go into mainstream and start talking to a lot of higher, a lot of uh, effective organizational people that are working in, in large organizations that focus on fitness or wellness or something else, they'll they talk about understanding your why and really developing the why, and then they'll talk about your mid-range goals, 
And then they'll talk about the behaviors that you practice that are, that are developing skills to help you get to those goals. And the goal might be to eat better and to understand macros or to, you know, there's all these things, but then there's behaviors that help develop skills that get us there. <clears throat> those are great. And this is really not a lot different other than this gives us a really fast, easy path that at first seems a little cumbersome, possibly, so when we're setting our short-term goals and we're using and we're really managing some new daily behaviors and we're starting to exercise, it can feel pretty daunting to come from at it from a strengths perspective, especially if we're considering why isn't something right about us? Why aren't we doing something that appears to be a good idea? Um, and it can seem clunky, but very quickly, and, and not always, but very quickly, if it does, Give it a little bit of time to get a few wins. And as soon as there's a few wins, it, you'll have ahas and you'll be able to quickly adjust and all of a sudden feel a sense of flow and alignment internally and you'll be able to move forward. The, the, one of the number one things that we can do is begin to align our conscious and unconscious selves so that there's nothing standing in our way. It's talking, we, we talk about sabotaging and when we're sabotaging, there's usually it's just a con, an internal conflict that we're having. And most of the work that I've done in the world with others, when we really dig into what is that idea of sabotage and what is it in us that doesn't want to win, there's almost always some type of uh, some type of gain that we're getting, some, something that it's protecting or benefiting, right? So maybe it's that we just don't want to stop eating some particular food, and we just like I I was crazed on on nuts and you know different you know sesame seeds and all these other things that were high in fat and it was keeping me from hitting some of my goals because i ate so much of them and i was protecting the ability to eat those with some decisions other decisions i was making so and it was my attachment to it came from a belief system that at least it's healthy fat well it and, and I wasn't considering the idea that it's still an, a measurable thing that I could measure and improve on. It was like, and it was coming from this mindset or this framework, well, at least it's not unhealthy fat. And I got to thinking about that, right? Anytime we're sitting in a place where we're saying, well, at least it's not as bad as it was, that can be a, that can be a ninja tool. That can be an amazing tool that we can move forward with in the way of, of attaining gratitude and really measuring and feeling strong about the sense of gratitude that we're feeling. That's awesome. Where we want to be careful, where we really want to be cautious is if it starts becoming a, 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 a validation or a justification for something. When it starts being the reason why we're doing something, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good trigger to say, mm, this is something to look into. Because if we're saying at least it's not as bad as it was, we're measuring ourselves from our from the least common denominator. And we always want to measure ourselves whenever whenever possible, we want to measure ourselves from the highest common denominator. So whatever the highest consistent behavior that we've been able to attain, if we measure ourselves from that being the standard when we reach a new high, and I don't mean a peak of, I pushed so hard and I made it work, and because that's a, that's a push that may not be realistic to have, con, to be consistent with. 
So when we find that consistent realm that we want to measure ourselves from, that's better than going to, well, at least it wasn't, you know, when I was scratching the dirt over here, you know, it's at least it's not that. We don't want to, that's not a forward moving idea. That's the, I, that's the thing. That's not thinking about something that excites us or gets us some passion about for very long, because if, if it's about moving away from something, which that is, that is really about what we don't want. It's only motivating long enough as the pain lasts. And if we don't want to continue living in pain to move forward, then we want to do something different. That's the, that's the thing, right? A lot of us are saying, well, I know what I don't want and I keep moving away from it. And that's really normal. And I keep leaning into what I don't want so I can learn from it and move in a different direction. And that's fine. But if, if the pain is always causing the movement, what we're doing is we're teaching ourselves, our conscious and our unconscious mind is getting aligned that we need pain to move forward. That's one of the reasons we want to look at what is impassioned, what we're impassioned about, what's, what excites us, what, what gets us, what does get us feeling better about who we are. So if we start moving there, that's better. I, we, conversation last night, couple of people, we were just in a collaborative mode and it, the topic came up about somebody saying, well, how do I love myself? How do I do positive behavior with myself? Do I just eat really well for four days and then that gives me the cheat meal, right? And there's, so there's that idea, you know, someone had said that to them. So there's that idea that we're giving ourselves a gift with a cheat meal. Well, if we're passionate about getting a cheat meal, we could use that as a way of exercising some a path of new of our strengths or an easier way of getting somewhere. But then we're rewarding ourselves with something that doesn't make us feel good. And we asked the, the question came up. I said, I said, boy, that's really interesting. Did you ask the person what it feels like to identify themselves as a cheater, someone who likes to cheat? And it, we, we, it was just a, it was just a moment where we we're like, oh, it, it was a, there was some laughter and some, 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 you know, just a little bit of ahas, right? Of course, that's a, that's a decent common question to ask in, in that realm, but we don't always think of it because it's so customary to say we should give ourselves the gift of a cheat, or we should give ourselves the gift of the cake we don't really want to eat, but we're going to, to reward ourselves. Now we're rewarding ourselves with something that's going to create more work. What is that belief system all about and how's that working for us, right? Those are some questions that come up. So we're talking about short-term goals and we're talking about how it affects all these different things and this funnel that gets created of the overarching bigger goals all the way down to the micro goals. And when we're using them, when we're utilizing them and to exercise ways of being that fulfill us, it starts to uncover all of these things. And here's the point, right? We get to start stacking simple wins. I ate something really good for me and that was my reward for myself. And that is supporting my overarching goals of having the level of fitness I want that's gonna create the ability for me to be able to play with my kids and my grandkids and my on and on. I'm still gonna be able to hike a mountain when I hit this age or in the next year, or I'm gonna recover from this 
hip issue or this leg problem or whatever it is, and I'm going to continue to be able to do what I want to do because I rewarded myself in a positive way. And I gave myself the gift of eating a really healthy meal or a really healthy, a, a much different healthy dessert. I stayed away from the from the shortening based frosting and went with a real buttercream for that event, but it tasted so good and I gave that to myself. But then it's not a cheat, it's a delicacy, it's something we love. And whatever it is we're connected to that just makes us feel better, yeah, maybe there's a price, but it's all about how it's wired in our minds. And if we're cheating, I don't know, I, I think we should eliminate the whole idea of having the concept of if we do really well, we can then cheat. Like That is working backwards out of a box, right? That's like, that's like really trying to work backwards. Um, so anyway, the, my, those are my thoughts on creating short-term short -term goals. And when we start getting the wins, we start getting excited. And we start all of a sudden realizing, man, now I don't want to do these behaviors that are hurting me, that are part of sabotage, as one example, because I'm gaining these wins and I'm stacking these wins and feeling better about who I am. Now, if we turn that into the whole idea of, of, of using the behaviors, like we have huge goals and we have daily behaviors that we know if we continue repeating these behaviors on a consistent level that we are then going to achieve this goal. Therefore, all of these behaviors are an expression of self-love, self-admiration, self-kindness, all good things, non-egotistically, non like in a nurturing, beautiful way. We get to work through any feelings we have of not deserving, of all those things, we get to, but we're doing it from a perspective. And as that grows and our, our backbone, so to speak, our, our structure strengthens and aligns with goodness and purpose and vision, and we become more effective, we, all these things stack. And sometimes we learn that in looking back that, oh my goodness, suddenly I realized that this isn't a problem anymore and this is really good and I haven't felt that negative feeling in quite a while and I'm feeling this positive feeling more and more often. And I'm able to visualize and understand and see a better future for myself and even a better today than I ever have more consistently. We start feeling those things stack and level up and do better. And we learn and we gain new understandings of what we are. So even on the level of self-love, as we stack these, these minor wins, it works. And so all, a lot of these smaller behaviors can be the short-term goals that we're achieving because the goal would be anchoring the behavior to be something more consistent that really does support the overarching larger goal. And of course, in doing so, it's supporting a smaller goal that's a little, you know, that leads to a little bit bigger goal because some goals stack in a way where this is a, a medium-sized goal until we hit these three, four, five short-term goals that stack, and now all of a sudden this is a short-term goal. Some some goals are not that and are not that linear, and they're structured a little bit differently. And that's okay too. We learn about the nuances of these things as we go and we become experts in ourselves and how we get things done efficiently, effectively, and, and easily and effortlessly and in a way that where we feel fulfilled and happy 
You know, the one last note on that, and this is really what wraps it up that I was gonna use an entirely separate um, set, uh, podcast for, and we won't run out of content, I'll, I'll, we'll do something anyway, but the other side note to this <clears throat> is that idea of happiness and joy and decision-making on whether it's relationships or activities we do in, inside of relationships and our families and in other things and creating environments that are healthy and positive and, and also help support what we want in life. If, um, if we're always looking to be happy, we miss sometimes the idea that we're not always going to be happy. There is going to be sadness. There are going to be things that happen where we have feelings. And if we have feelings that are normal things to flow through us, and if we have, if we don't understand that feelings are meant to flow through us, not stay in us, that feelings are meant to teach us something, they're meant to deliver a message. They're, they're telling us something. And maybe it's that we loved someone and that they, and because they were hurt, we're now sad. Well, of course we're sad. Well, and that teaches us, how do we find a win? How do we find a benefit? How do we, and what if that win and that benefit is sharing the sadness for a minute and increasing our connection, which then increases our joy and our gratitude and everything else? And what if through that love and that joy and that connection, we learn something that helps us not have whatever happened again that created the sadness? Sure, there's some unavoidable things that happen in life that we have feelings about. Let's just have our feelings. We don't have to sit in them and keep them. They're not going to stay in us if we know and we allow them to flow through us. We have a frontal lobe. Animals without the frontal lobe process feelings, trauma, emotion, shock. They, they, they process naturally. We, with our frontal lobe, end up keeping things and storing it in our bodies. So short-term goals can even be about those types of things. Short-term goals can be about experiencing different feelings so that we can understand and learn how to work with them better and right and switch over and get into other areas of of health and wellness and 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 resourceful feelings right so some feelings are resourceful and some feelings and and support us in being resourceful and some feelings are more un, are, are less resourceful or we feel unresourceful when we when we're when we feel them and when we feel certain feelings we just there's some days where we just can't get anything done because our feelings are deep on us so <clears throat> how do we manage all that, right? So short-term goals and allowing some flow and ease and effortlessness and, and then taking the time to ask ourselves the questions and work with a coach and, 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 or, or our accountable, accountability partners, the friends and the loved ones that we have in our lives that, are, that we're moving forward with right, the community we have that, that of support that we move forward with, we start asking ourselves the right questions and having a keen and, and similar curiosity with each other that helps us clear anything that's not resourceful 
or allow the break in time so that we can quickly move something through something that is unresourceful so that we can gain from it and move forward. Again, it can still benefit us to have the reprieve and the relaxation and let something go and, and allow a process to take place so that we can learn more. So amazing stacking of huge, of little wins creates all this beautiful thing, all these beautiful things in our lives, all these beautiful emotions, all these beautiful relationships. We lose judgments very quickly when we start stacking wins. And as we stack wins that are self, that are about self-love, we feel the obstacles and the reasons not to. And we start understanding the beliefs more and we innately gain understanding in others and become more tolerant of others. The deeper you can look in your own mirror and deep into your own soul, your own behaviors, <clears throat> your, your own life and your own results and take ownership of those in a loving way, not a, not a beat yourself up, but in a loving, kind way with a knowing that you can move forward and achieve and get something done that you want. The better we are at doing that, the easier it is to see others and not be threatened by the mirror. It's showing us of who we are because we now love ourselves and then we innately love others. So all of this is, is, is benefits of, of setting and utilizing short-term goals as a resource, a tool, and a practice of, of gaining awareness and improving and getting what we want out of life. So I'm gonna end it there. Everybody have a beautiful day. If you're driving, if you're, I, I hope you've got a great view in front of you and that you're going to a place you wanna go. If you're in the store and you only got one ear in, I hope you could hear everything. And, and, what, and I, I know one thing, that whatever you were meant to hear, you're hearing. That's how I do it. That's how I do some podcasts. I got one, one ear in and I'm listening to it as I go. And I trust that my unconscious mind's getting everything I need and getting my conscious mind's attention when it needs to listen more intently. So everybody have a beautiful day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.